Hello, hello. You are tuned in to a brand new episode of Tie Pod. And today, I honestly wanted to start this off with a quick question for you. Did you know that 50% of millennials and 75% of Gen Z have reported that they literally quit a job, at least in part due to mental health reasons? Whether they didn't have the space, they didn't have the resources, or they just felt that their mental health was not respected. Mind you, only 10% of the baby boomer generation reported the same thing. Now, I think that this is really useful to call out for you because, first of all, TIPOD audience spans all three generations, but also because I've noticed that CEOs, modern CEOs today, we actually want to create companies that care, right? Like we want to be able to bring our whole selves to the table and that includes our mental health. So obviously it would make sense that we want to create a similar environment for the people that join into our team, right? So in today's episode, I thought it would be a really great use of time, to be honest, to spend some time talking just about how you can make space for mental health in your company. Whether you've got all W-2 employees, contractors, or a combination of both, because I know that this is something that it just feels like it's one of those topics that's all the way up here, but there are some very practical things that I think that we can kind of focus on as a community. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, Team Dynamics Consultant and Trained Industrial Organizational Psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now, you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to TIPOD. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Let me just put this out here um, because I know some people that already have W-2 employees, you're already thinking like, hey, Tiana, we provide health, you know, um, what's the word? Health insurance. That's the word. We provide health insurance. So we've already got, you know, the mental health aspect covered. I'm going to give a lot of tips other than what is what benefits are included in your health insurance package. But let me just say, if you do have W-2 employees and you are providing health insurance, your mental health coverage, you are correct. It's often included. I probably need to bring in like an expert and we should do a whole episode on that. But for the purposes of today's conversation, my recommendation is just check out the benefits package for yourself. Make sure you have a deep understanding about what is actually included so that if anything comes up, you know how to advise your team members, okay? Now, besides that technical recommendation, 
The rest of what I'm going to share is going to apply whether you've got like W-2 employees, contractors, or a combination pack of like every which thing, okay? So let's talk about three ways that you can make sure you're creating a company that is inclusive of your team's mental health needs. These are just three. I'll probably think of a thousand more later on, but let's start here, okay? Number one, this is a good one. It's actually really tricky though. Create a safe and accepting company culture. Now I say this is tricky just because you do this over time. And I talk about this all the time, but the foundation of any successful team is psychological safety and trust, right? And when it comes to mental health, this is absolutely crucial because how can we expect our team members to feel comfortable to speak freely if our culture is just like kind of positive at a surface level, level, excuse me, but we don't often go any deeper than that. Like we're not creating opportunities to be transparent with each other. I'm wondering, like, have you ever gotten on a call and felt the energy like something was wrong, but you didn't know what to say or like if you should dig deeper, right? That is a really, really normal feeling and nothing's wrong with that. But I consider that an indication that there is an opportunity to deepen the relationship. And to deepen the relationship, it's as simple yet as complex as establishing trust and psychological safety. And that just means that we have to take advantage of those opportunities and over time, show people that it's safe to engage when that comes up. Okay, so let's talk about number two. Way number two that I often recommend we can just like open ourselves up to be more inclusive of mental health is actually uphold work-life balance and self-care policies in your business, okay? Now, as CEOs, self-care is something that gets talked about really often because 90% of us are recovering workaholics, if we're being honest about it. But I'm curious how many of us have been truly intentional in making sure that our team members also have work-life balance and self-care in place, right? And I find that that is an interesting question. Like if I were to just ask you, hey, what does your team member do to ensure that they're they're living in work-life balance? Do you have an answer for me? Right? A lot of times we don't actually have these conversations with the people on our actual team. And I think that's a really powerful thing to talk about as a team. So super simple ideas for those of you who are like, Tiana, give me the tangible things. First of all, if your team does not work on the weekends, you need to establish a policy that you're not emailing them on the weekends. Simple, right? Work-life balance. Um, if you can tell that one of your team members is a little bit stressed, maybe they need some support prioritizing and planning their day, make some space for that during their next one-on-one, right? Like there are different ways that we can really ensure that we're supporting our teams when it comes to work-life balance. I know a CEO and I remember she would legitimately get on the one-on-one with her team member. And if she heard something that was indicative that there wasn't work-life balance, they sat down and looked at her schedule and figured out, okay, this is how we can scale back on this. This is how we can do this and really made it a priority, which leads us into number three, which is encouraging time off. Yes, I said it. Whether you've got W-2 or contractors or what have you, everyone needs real time off, even you CEO. And the thing is, I do understand that if it's like a W-2 person, it depends on what your paid time off policy is. But the biggest tip I have for this is make sure they can request the time off without necessarily disclosing the reason why. 
there's like this really big hang up that I have found because people don't want to feel like their privacy is being intruded on or that, you know, um, you know, like some people will accept time off for this thing, but then they're going to judge you if you request it for that thing. And really, it's none of our business. If people want time off, they get time off, especially if you have a PTO policy in place. But the same thing goes for the, if you have contractors who don't necessarily get PTO, but they're just letting you know what their out of office schedule is, right? We don't necessarily have the right to ask them why. And I get a lot of pushback on that. Um, not just about the why part, but just about making sure we're respecting people's requests to just take time off because as entrepreneurs, a lot of us fly by the seat of our pants. And so it's like, you know, I just planned this launch and now this person is telling me that they're going to be out of office and I really needed all hands on deck for this launch. Hey, CEO. Sorry, that's the dog. CEO, it was your responsibility to plan in advance and give people advance notice of critical times like that. Now, it happens to the best of us, okay? So let me be clear. No judgment here. But I do want to hold ourselves more accountable to the fact that if we are preparing adequately and if we have things like our launches and, you know, uh, I have a yearly conference that happens or I have this event or that event, we want to get those on calendar as soon as humanly possible. Okay. First of all, for your, again, the W, I know there's a difference, but the W2 employees, we want to get that on calendar as soon as possible so that when they're requesting, there aren't necessarily surprises if there's pushback about certain dates that they're requesting. On the flip side with contractors, it's honestly a conversation because a lot of us are out here treating contractors like they're employees. And let me be clear, legally, they are not. Okay, so we're not necessarily giving them permission to take time off. We are they are informing us of their out of office dates. Right. And that is their legal right. So it's our, it's us doing our due diligence to ensure that we have those dates mapped out. That way, when we bring a contractor on, you can say, Hey, this is this event that I do every year. This is this conference that I go to. And I like my team to be available for networking or whatever during that time. These are the launches that I have mapped out. And we're really going to need all hands on deck during this day, this day, and this day, because it's closed cart and things are really hectic around here. Do you have any scheduling conflicts with that? Okay. If you already have contractors on your team and you have not had a conversation like that, I recommend you do it as soon as possible. Okay. And if you have employees, I still recommend you do it as soon as possible. The, what, what else was I going to say about this topic? The only other thing I would add is just on the flip side, there's an opportunity again, whether it's W2 or contractor, there's an opportunity to give them the opportunity to put in their requests early, right? So whenever um, I'm working with somebody and they're bringing on new team members, one of the first things that we do as like a part of their onboarding orientation process is they go ahead and submit their time off requests as far in advance as possible, at least for the quarter, if not for half a year to a full year, anything they already know, like, hey, I know that you, I know that I'm a W-2 employee and you already provide holiday leave. So I already know that I'm off on all of these major holidays, but 
I want to make sure that I can get an extra day around Christmas. I want to make sure I can get this day, this day. And I love to take my birthday off. Okay. So now you can have this conversation up front when we're onboarding and orienting a new employee or contractor, right? Either which way. But I think that that one is huge because again, for our sanity, we need the time off. Okay. So let's just recap real quick. Three ways that we can be inclusive of mental health in our companies, just like foundational, let's start here, get our feet wet, right? Number one is just ensuring that you have a safe space, a psychologically safe space that is marked by trust. Okay. Number two is making sure that we are actually encouraging work-life balance with our team members. So that is doing things like respecting boundaries. If they don't work on the weekends, we're not communicating with them on the weekends, helping them, you know, plan their time and use it effectively, that sort of thing. And then number three is actually encouraging them to take time off and get legitimate space and distance from their professional life. Look, you heard it here, take it or leave it. I'm just saying these are the three foundational ways that I think that you could really get started today and make genuine space for mental health in your team. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. If you have other ways that you're just like, ooh, this is a really good one in video 2.0 where you break down the more advanced things we can do, you should talk about this. Please drop it in the comments, let me know. And I will see you on the next episode of Typod, my friend.